Hi. Um, hi, uh, hi everyone. Um, this is Emerald Date Channel. Uh, we have our uh, guest here. His name is Roberto Santos. is in Colorado right now, and I'm going to have him um, take the floor uh, for the for the half an hour here. And my um, my first question to Roberto is. Please uh, introduce yourself, um, sort of in a way that, that, in a way, how you are contributing to the world at this moment in your life. Thank you, Berto, for coming in. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Kate. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Roberto. I do live in Colorado now. I was born and raised in Saipan, tiny little island in the Pacific, um, and I ended up going to school. Uh, for university for classical music in Denver, and, and since then I've lived all over the world in Japan and the Hawaiian Islands, and I've done a lot of traveling. Um, and you know, when it comes to how how I make a contribution, um, I put a lot of thought into this, and I thought, well. I'm a musician. I'm very passionate about music, and that's always been a really big theme in my life. But um, then, as I grew older, I started to absorb all of these other experiences, um, including uh, a, re- a huge relationship with the outdoors. Living in Colorado and Hawaii, especially and Saipan, will make will kind of give you. Uh, it facilitates a very close relationship with your outdoor environment. So, I've always spent a lot of time outdoors.、Um, I consider myself an athlete too,、um, partaking a lot of、uh, surfing, snowboarding, hiking, camping, running, lifting, everything. I love it. And so, all of this collaborative, combined experience led me to realize that. What I do, really, what I'm really passionate about, is teaching people to engage with their environment. And by their environment,、uh, I don't just mean the natural world or the outdoor world. I mean everything that appeals to your senses:、um, the food that you eat, the music you hear, the sunsets you see, the breeze that you feel. Everything, you know, and. Through my experience playing music for people, teaching people,、um, being active with people, and talking to people, I have realized that the biggest thing that I can do for my community is to just show them how to get deeper, how to engage more with everything around them and everyone around them.、Um, And I think that was my my big revelation, even in recent years. Wow,、um, such a rich life experience, Roberto. You have、um, your surrounding sounds like there are a lot of nature, nature and water, and you have a sort of figured out what you want to do with your life、uh, in a way that. There, it's purposeful, right? In some capacity, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least at this point in my life. Right, right. And I do feel like what you do and what I do in this moment with utmost love is the purpose. 
and that's how I um, hear you live your life too. Right. Okay. Definitely. So, thank you for that. So uh, jumping into the second question. Um, so tell us one personal story which has shaped your worldview today. Um, Bordo, by the way, is my childhood friend, and I um, really, really uh, cherish this friendship. I cherish it too. Yeah, we do have some deep history coming from this tiny little island together. What a what an amazing background. Um, it was so difficult for me to think of just one story or one experience that really shaped my current worldview and my time in Japan most readily comes to mind because it was probably because it was so recent and in a lot of ways in a, I guess in a big way it was this mirror um, I lived in Saipan and that was a completely unique culture I lived in the mainland United States and that was a very different and relatively large culture and I lived in Hawaii which was this kind of combination of those two cultures this specific island tiny kingdom and the mainland you know government and and pop culture and all of that and then from there I went to Japan and after this like very dynamic immersion in American, various American environments from tiny little island to big, huge city. Um, Japan was, I guess it was the next step. And it was the way, the way they communicate and the way they engage is obviously very different from what we do in the US. And so people would often come up to me and tell me things. And I, I never, Honestly, I never thought of myself as a people person. I thought of myself as kind of a recluse even. Like I would much rather, I was like a classical musician, like artist type. I just wanted to be like isolated and weird and geeky. <laughs> but then, you know, somebody in Japan, not just one person either, a lot of people would tell me, they would remark on what, what, how much of a people person I was. Or um, they would remark on how well-spoken I was or how social I was. And hearing it from them was kind of like hearing it from a different source, you know? Maybe your family tells you something all your life and you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. But, but then you start hearing it from strangers and you realize, okay, well, maybe this is, there's something to this. And it made me realize, and I, I don't know, it, it prompted some self-examination. I was like, okay, well, I do love to engage. I really, it's stimulating for me. Finding a connection with people and finding a connection to the environment and sharing that with people really stimulated me and gave me energy 
and and it didn't tire me out like like I was afraid it would. I was afraid that if I gave all my time and my energy to sharing this with people and to exploring this deep connection, it would wear me out. But I think it had the opposite effect. Um, and of course, I don't know. This might be often the case, but I was the last to know. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds sounds like that's how it works for everybody. Um, for for me, right? Um, seeking and seeking and seeking for the answer, and I see all the beauties in the world. But I am the one last one to see all the beauty within me. But once you find it, you know the world changes upside down, and life becomes more meaningful. Place, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Okay, sharing that, okay. Um, so jumping into the third question here. So, uh, Roberto, what is your current understanding of our Earth, planet Earth? Um, some may call it Father Gaia, um, or and collective consciousness, and what. Uh, or what we can do to help planet Earth if you have any inclination about um, sort of helping our mother that we reside in collectively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Planet Earth to me is an ecosystem. Um, My mother's a physician, you know, in some capacity. She's a scientist. We do a lot of research um, for as part of her her own legacy as a doctor and a high altitude researcher. And my father has worked for the government and in legislation and they're very matter of fact people. They're very curious. And to me, it's definitely impacted my own understanding of planet Earth. Planet Earth is an ecosystem. And I think the very beauty of it to me is um, we all are the same organisms you know we're just like little bits and pieces of it and I think um, a lot of us don't really understand how deep the connection or how fundamental the connection is you know like regardless of your emotions to me planet earth we're each a part of that and without us no, it would just be another floating rock in space. What really makes it unique is um, not just the life on it, but how it's all network, uh, this huge network of, of life. And, and we all contribute to something to it, you know, no matter how crappy you feel about yourself or how great you feel about yourself, you're just as, as I don't know, in some ways you're just as important as you know, any other animal or organism on it, like any other plant and and your little fingers just as valuable as any leaf on any plant. Um, but then on, you know, a more spiritual level, emotional level, I guess, as humans, we have this, I guess all we understand is our own, our own method of connection and how we communicate with each other. But um, we—I'd like to—I I believe that it's on some level more complex than other organisms on the planet. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as taking care of it goes, I mean, as soon as you realize that you're just as much a part of that ecosystem as anything else, 
I think you would be inclined to take care of anything else the way you take care of yourself and to pay attention to anything else the way you pay attention to yourself or other people. Well, I look at that、um, statement or the idea, philosophy of living as mindfulness in itself, and somehow we also、um, differentiated what mindfulness is. And this is sort of a good testament to how can we live mindfully, even doing the dishes quietly and kindly and with loving thoughts is a mindfulness, right? And I, I particularly like that,、uh, like, like when I heard you say, Um, our fingers is as valuable as you know the leaves on the on the ground or, or something like that. Um, um, so yeah, in essence, everything we can we see is like part of us. You know, the, the part of us in part of our part of our ecosystem. Yeah, and that sort of teaches us to be kind to everything that walks. In in front of us, right?、And、right. Engaging. Okay. Value. Value.、Yeah. Right. Respect. Yeah. Okay. Jumping to the fourth question. Um. So, Roberto, please share your perspective on how to how to live a quality and mindful life. And you um. Touched on that at the last with the last question, but if you were to. Be more、um, uh, deliberate, and how would you advise our viewers on this topic? Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of,、uh, I guess, the most familiar lingo right now is being present, and we always, I don't know, maybe some of us are wondering what it means to be present, but living a quality life. Or esque elevating the quality of your life now, and being more mindful has a lot to do with your physical experience, your and how it connects to your emotional experience. I think that's, for me, that's what it means to be plugged in. You're like, you're plugged in to everything that you're perceiving. I mean, you can go through life and you can see things and try things and eat eat things and smell things and. And just not really pay that much attention to it. I think maybe that would be not being present, but to take account of those things, to take a take whatever, however long or short a moment, to acknowledge those things and those experiences. That will, in itself, immediately improve the quality of your life. And you, that for me is. Probably the first place to start when it comes to being more mindful.、Hmm. Wow. Okay.、Um, and as you're talking, I am mindful of、uh, your face expression, what hat <laughs> you're wearing, your shirt, and your your joy of sharing this wisdom, and you know your thought process behind.、Um, it's it's beautiful. You know, you're an essence、okay. of a creative work. <laughs> In human、Appreciate、form, <laughs> you're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last question. Um, yeah. Um, in closing, Roberto, please share any simple idea for our audience to 
uh, implement in their life right now. Also, you touched a little bit on it on the last question. So if you want to share anything else and um, whatever you want to share to our audience help from your heart, um, it's up to you, open for you. Great. Yeah. Have a great one. Um, I thought of a great one. It's something that I've been kind of obsessing over recently um, for myself and it has really shed a lot of light on how I interact with other people. So what I want everybody to try just right away is I want you to think of the last time you remember all your senses being stimulated at the same time. Sight, sound, touch, smell, taste, even your intuition or your emotion. And every time you have the opportunity, take inventory one by one. So, so first of all, I guess, when was that last time that you realized that you were being stimulated all your senses simultaneously? And then the next time you find yourself engaging in some activity, whether it's work, and especially if you're outside or doing something enjoyable, check in with every single sense. What, you know, what am I hearing? What am I seeing? What am I feeling on my skin? What am I smelling? What am I feeling inside? And just relish in the collaborative experience of all your senses, you know? There might be something going on in one sense that's not as pleasant as everything else you're experiencing in the other senses. But that makes those times even more special when every single one of your sense is being stimulated. And I think, I guess one example for me of that one like sublime collaboration is maybe I'm, I just got out of the water, I'm sitting on a beach, I was surfing, I'm exhilarated, I'm exhausted. I feel that my muscles are sore, I'm smelling the sea salt, I feel the sand, I'm hearing the waves, I'm hearing other people so excited, having a good time. I'm tasting the salt water that I spit out of my mouth. And I'm just, it's its a sublime experience. And it, and it, you know, that can, you can find that in any moment. You can find that in any moment, just check in and that's, for me, that's what that is the epitome, the apex of being mindful and being present and just elevating the quality of your life. Mm. So yeah, try it. Definitely give it a try. I rec- highly recommend it. I it is it has kind of become my hobby, one of my hobbies to introduce my friends into this experience and and how to find it for themselves and how to check in with it more often. I can almost taste the salt water. <laughs> you know the taste of salt water. I know the, I know the taste. <laughs> and what was it? When we, I first started working, I was 16, and this is the job we had together uh, for the first time. Yeah. At a camp, coaching kids, uh, sports and swimming. We swam in the water, right? And art and culture. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We did it on a lunch break. We just went for a swim because we worked on the beach, on the ocean. <laughs> we did. Uh, it's such a great uh, paradise. 
Ugh, what a great childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. That <laughs> uh, was wonderful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Reminding me when I visited you in Japan. That was wonderful. Yeah. So, Birdo, before you leave,、um, I would like to share with our audience、uh, your blog.、Uh, yeah. And in a, a way to connect to you,、uh, whoever is interested. In your lifestyle and your blog and your ideas, so please promote yourself here. Yeah, great.、Um, you can definitely keep up with me.、Uh, right now, I write a lot in the name of high altitude research.、Uh, I work in a clinic, and a lot of what we do is some groundbreaking,、um, you know, experimentation. We follow people, athletes, regular people at elevations. Seven thousand feet or above, and it tends to affect the body in remarkable ways. I write a lot about that. I find it fascinating, and you can read about that. HighAltitudeHealth.com. My personal blog that I kind of contribute to when, whenever I'm particularly moved.、Um, I don't write on there as often as I'd like because I'm constantly writing for the research. But、um, I will definitely make a point of putting more on there.、Um, I love sharing my. It's a lot about my experience of music, the relationship between music and the brain,、um, and just a lot of pros about what's going on around me. I think it helps me check in with my senses and also commit those ex- exceptional memories to to you know long term memory. And that is on WordPress.com/soundmedicine7. So it's sound medicine, one word, and the number seven.、Um, follow me, like me, like it up, read. <laughs> do you have Instagram? I do. Kahea seven, K-A-H-E-A number seven.、Um, yeah, follow that.、Um, not. You know, I'm not trying to do it for likes or anything.、Um, I just love. There's something, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, and it's so fun to share your adventures with everybody. <laughs> yeah.、Um, thank you for your time, Roberto, and thank you for providing your life so openly, so we can live vicariously for you. <laughs> yeah. And always a pleasure talking to you. Stay in touch. Okay. I'll see you later. Bye.